Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of Habit, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today we have Kasha on the show, and I'm excited. We're going to dive into a bunch of really great topics, and let's get into it. Hey, Kasha, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Hey, Kristen. So excited to be here today. So my name is Kasha Gage, and I am originally from Michigan, just like Kristen, and I now live in Huntington Beach, California with my husband and our new mini Aussie doodle, Henry. So that's pretty fun. It keeps us busy. I would say I am a hobbyist photographer, of course, a memory keeper where I love that my two passions are able to storytelling and photography, you can merge them for memory keeping. And I love, I love telling my story. I love sharing my story. So that's a little bit about me. If you want to know more, I can always share more. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get into lots of fun things today. (laughs) So have you been taking pictures longer than you've been scrapbooking? Yes. Let's see. So my photo journey, and I'm putting that in air quotes, right, really started back when I was a kid. And that was, you know, when you had your first film camera, or you remember the instant cameras, right? So it was always like, and they weren't great photos. And I'm prefacing this too, because even a lot of my photos today aren't great photos, right? Um, You're nodding your head. Yes, I agree. Uh, So, um, you know, it started to become or evolve more when you get your first point and shoot. And, you know, I was always the one with the camera in my hand, you know, then getting your first DSLR and then upgrading it, taking tons of classes and getting more serious. What I would say is ever since I was little, I've always written or always done something crafty. So whether it was a journal or, you know, you had those like collages that you'd have all over your bedroom or you were painting. So I always had my hands in something crafty or creating. And I did a little bit of scrapbooking when I was young, so in high school, and then in college I did, and then life takes over and didn't go back to that until uh, December daily of 2019. Yeah. Hey, that's a good time to get back into it. I mean, yes, great time to pick it up. You know, I remember it was like that September or that October, and I don't even know, like I knew a valley. I'm you know, followed her on and off since like she had started her blog, like all those years ago, you know, and the different, you know, you had all of the crafting blogs and the scrapbooking magazines, and it was just a thing. And, you know, I remember taking her one little word class the first year it was offered, but I didn't end up continuing after that. I think that was back in 2011. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember how I came back to it. Like what prompted me specifically to seek out scrapbooking or Ali Edwards or December daily. But I know I had had a conversation with my husband, you know, this is, we were at the time living in Connecticut. And I said, I really need something creative. I need a creative outlet. I have tons of stories I want to be telling and use these photos that we're taking here. And my creative soul is really calling is woo woo as that sounds in you know, I told him then, like, I think I want to do December daily. He's like, all right, whatever you want to do. And I, he is my biggest cheerleader and supporter 
and I'm very thankful and blessed. And I want to say this even humbly because I know that there are a lot of members in the community that don't necessarily have that understanding or the support from their spouse. Totally. It's really nice to have somebody who not only is necessarily like quote unquote supportive is like, cool, do this thing. It was in our IG live last week that we (laughs) talked about, we have people in our lives that are like, want to be involved. And that's, it's really fun because like Ali says, we are the main character in our story and other people are supporting characters. And when the supporting characters are like part of the storytelling, the story gets so much richer. I I agree a hundred percent. And you hit the nail right on the head of what I was thinking about as you just mentioned, but as Ali has said, we are the narrator of our stories. We're the main character in our lives. I think it's amazing when, you know, my husband says, here's a photo, or I wrote some journaling when I was on the plane for you, or I get a message from one of my family members, hey, add this to your scrapbook, you know, just because it was a funny photo or it was a moment, you know, a celebration moment or something. So I always love that you know, other people like to be included. And when they go through my album, I'll say this, even my husband specifically, when he ends up going through the Project Life album, you know, it makes him smile reading the words, but I know it brings him so much joy to see himself reflected back at him too. And then our lives. Right. It's one thing for it to be my story or your story. It's another thing for it to be our story. Yes. Yep. It's one thing for it to be our story told through one person's lens, but it's so much more actually our story when there are more people providing the content for the actual story. It's another thing where I have definitely tried to be mindful of certain stories that I tell. Because, for instance, my sister and I share the story of our similarities right in that story of growing up our childhood the relationship with our mother um, she was an alcoholic all of our lives you know and but we have different relationships and different memories and different life experiences from her but even as an adult and how in some ways where you know we've been affected and that's affected other relationships so you know I try to be mindful of this was my experience or this was my story. If I'm writing about that, or this is my perspective, this is what I remember, as opposed to like, I don't want to, I don't want to do a character assassination or always put words in somebody else's mouth uh, for when I'm telling some of those stories. Right. It's not like, this is what our childhood was like. It was, this is how it was growing up for me. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I completely, I I understand that a lot. Scrapbooking makes you such a more self-aware person. Yes. And part of that can be like, it it can be really hard. It can be really hard. It can also be therapeutic. You know, it can be, you know, it's funny you even say self-aware. So I think back to as a kid or even all my life where, you know, my, one of my family members or my mom, again, specifically would say like, you know, sometimes you're too self-aware or you're too in tune with your body or the situations or notice all the nuances and details. But, you know, I will say that there's a lot that just even putting the words down on paper, not even making a scrapbook layout, that can really, I find at least, really help you gain understanding, clarity, let out the bad, the good, 
everything. You know, um, 2020, I had worked on telling a lot of stories that were from my past. And I was uh, going through a specific form of therapy at that time. So a lot of uh, memories were really present and vivid. And I found it was not only was the therapy helpful and beneficial, yes, but getting those words out really helped me move through and get to the other side of a lot of those experiences. Yeah. And when you start to write things out, put them on paper, you can really start to see patterns and themes and the way that things link together. Yes. And we are all like, if you're listening to this show, uh, I know Kasha is a very brilliant person. Like, thank you. All of these things that we have in our head, sure, we can keep them all in our head, but we're never going to see those patterns, even if we are really good at deducing patterns in our head and great at linking things, or we have all these memories and we have these lived experiences. Right. That stuff does not show up until it's out of the brain. Exactly. If your words are on paper or you've printed your photos, there are moments in time where I can think back to, or I'll look back through my photo archives where I realized I did not take tons of pictures. Or if I was showing up to take pictures, I wasn't present in them, or it was just my feet or my hands, you know, or side of my face. And some of that could have been because I was going through a really hard time and struggling or dealing with depression or not happy with my body. And, you know, there are also different periods too, where, first of all, I'll say this, I absolutely love black and white. It's classic. It's timeless, forever my favorite. But I also have come to recognize there are times where I may find myself leaning more towards black and white because that is what I'm feeling. And that to me is a signifier of the emotion. For me, at least, I recognize that there's more to the story or more to that photo just by it being black and white. Not all, I'm not going to say all of mine. <laughs> That's the reason why, but I, I do recognize that pattern too. Yes. As someone who has consistently taken a self photo almost every week for... How many years has it been? Almost 12. It's been, oh, it's been, it's been more than 10. That's amazing, Kristen. Like that is just, that's amazing. Some of those times were just shit. Like my life was shit. Um, those photos, like you're saying, sometimes it wasn't my face. Sometimes it wasn't, you know, a mirror selfie. Sometimes it wasn't me sticking my arm out and taking, you know, selfie photo. Right. Maybe it was me in bed because I had headaches so bad I couldn't get out of bed. Maybe it was just my hands doing some work because I was depressed because I had headaches. Like, whatever it was. Right. And, again, same thing with the black and white photos. Black and white photos are so great because, one, it can just really help mask a lot of shit. Like... <laughs> all the mess. All the crazy colors. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, selfies are not necessarily about the way that you look because like when you go to take yep. a picture about somebody else you're not thinking oh my god you're not cute enough for me to take a picture of you so go away like you're too <laughs> i'm sorry like you know husband you're too ugly go away like kids you are just not cute enough right like that's never we don't ever think that about another person no it's about the moment or the emotion 
you're I'm here with you. I need to mark the fact that I, we're here, we're together. Like, let's, like, right. we need to document this. You would never put any of that stuff that you put on yourself on anyone else. If any of that ever went through your head, you would squash it immediately. Yeah. And if anyone ever said that, you would be like, oh my God, no, don't think that. But it freely comes to you and your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'll say there are times where, you know, I feel, oh my gosh, I'm not camera ready. Yes. Whatever that may, right. whatever that means. Like that's just, you know, I'll say it's something that has been more so or probably instilled on us from, society even as we were young you know mm -hmm. with the old like ym magazine you know there wasn't feeling like you know it, you didn't have to be like camera ready but it still starts or is implanted in yes. us from a very young age and where we think a lot of times we have to be super thin or fit or look a certain way and especially before showing up in our photos and you know there have been some of my favorite photos where i've taken throughout the years where i looks a hot mess or I had the big bags underneath my eyes or I'm wearing my huge glasses. So I think back to uh, a little bit earlier this year, and I know I shared some of this on Instagram, but it was really heavy for me. The year, my one little word this year is light and the year pretty much after the holidays, everything settled down. I was not in that mindset. I just, I sunk really fast. And that one lasted almost three months, full transparency. And it was hard. Like it was really hard and that's probably why I dragged my feet on starting Project Life just all these things and I had signed up to take a couple photography classes then like one in March and April and May like get me out of this funk pull me out of this I need an outlet and one of the photos I had taken that was somewhat towards like the beginning of the first class back in March I was having a very difficult day and I had been crying and I set up my camera and I took a photo and I turn it in black and white, but you could still see the tears coming down. And for me, seeing even that moment, even though it was so hard, and I know many people probably would say, I don't want to remember that. It's still at least something because I can look back on that now and be like, I am so thankful that I overcame the struggle, right? And just remembering like life is cyclical and you will get through the hard times. Like this too shall pass, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there are so many scrapbook supplies marked best day ever. Like so many. I mean, they're just like... Can there be some that says like shittiest day ever or worst month ever? Or Scrapbooks don't have to be filled with every single terrible moment in your life. No one's, right. no one's asking right. you to scrapbook you know, like have a burn book or to just vent in your scrapbooks, but providing some context to help you remember, hey, look at how far I've come. Yeah. It's just really empowering. I will say that I find it empowering. And, you know, the one thing I want to say, maybe it's to everybody that could be listening, you get to choose how you want to show up, right? Mm -hmm. You get to choose if you want to capture those moments of hard times or good times. And you also get to choose whether or not you write your story. And, you know, those two combined, you get to choose whether or not you share your story, yes. whether it's family members or in the community or on social media. Like, that is the beauty of, say, being the narrator of our lives, right? That you get to choose how you want to show up for all of it. And I think that that choosing how you get to show up can be a little scary for some people. 
there are not very many ch- places in life where we really get to choose how we get to show up. Yeah, you're right. A hundred percent. Giving yourself that freedom to say, you get to show up however you want as the storyteller of your life. It can be a lot. It can be a lot of freedom. It can be a lot of responsibility. It comes back down to you. Like you are the person, like it's your story. You're the one telling it. You are the main character. You are yep. the picture taker. You are the storyteller. And however it is that you want to do it. Oh yeah. It's all, it's all, you know, it's all on you. I will say this. I know last year, so I was fortunate enough, lucky enough to be part of, or on the Ali Edwards creative team. And one thing I had started questioning or struggling with was how do I want to show up? What do I want to share? Because it's not just Kasha Gage over here, right? Where your work might be shared in a different manner. And so I did find myself, okay, I'm taking a step back. Like I'm censoring myself or not sharing some of these stories. It really then internalized it more of questioning how do I want to show up? What do I want to share with people? Am I comfortable talking about this, you know, or people knowing, and I'm pretty much an open book. You know, I've talked about my mother. I've talked about mental health issues. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it all, but when it starts, you know, if you have a follower of one person, you're an influencer. I will say that. Right. Are you okay with one person reading this? Are you okay with a couple thousand people reading this, even though not everybody's going to see it? That's where, you know, I think like last year I was really starting to question stuff or even this year of, and just getting back to answering why I do this in the first place, what it means to me and, you know, setting certain boundaries, so to speak, of how I do want to show up or share. Yeah, I think you hit on a really good point there. What are we doing this for? Why do we engage with this hobby? What are the values for us? And I just have to keep showing up in the ways that I love to show up, be the cheerleader for the people who love doing the things that we love doing. Right. That, you know, there's that common ground or there's that link that, you know, where we're all connected and you can be a mixed media artist and so so can she. You can be a photographer and so can these 10 other people or you can do hybrid and soaking up those other people. Like, you know, in this community alone, at least I feel there's room for everybody and all their talent. And that's something to be celebrated or lifted up. I completely agree. And I think that's one of the great things about scrapbooking is you can pull in practically any other hobby. Like if you have cross stitching, you can cross stitch mm-hmm. in your book. You can go to any aisle in the art store and pick out something and you can put that into your scrapbook. Right. Whatever type of scrapbooker you want to be, like, there's no, there's no wrong way to do this hobby. Nope. And since it's about you and your stories, it's special. Well, and that goes back to just the whole point or, you know, knowing your own why. Like, why you do this, why you're telling stories, why you're taking the photos. I think it's important, just like, say some of the big projects, maybe if it's you do day in the life or week in the life or December daily, I myself do a reason why. And so many members of the community always do that. Right. I mean, I know Allie has shared some templates. She's talked about it in her different lessons and courses. I have one at least for memory keeping in general. And at times, if I feel like I'm getting something twisted or I go back to that because it's 
remembering why am I doing this? I'm doing this first and foremost for myself. Also, I love to be able to share that with my husband or other family members. Then it's great to be able to share that with the community. You know, I think it helps always to just get clear on why you're doing what and what you want to be doing. Do you have that written down anywhere? I do. I do. I love that. And I love that creating that reason why like page as like the front of your journal or keeping it somewhere because and this might be this might be me I might just be a silly person sometimes when you know things get hard I just like looking over and saying right this is why all of these things are happening this is like right I don't have to think about this I, I don't have to like you know pull from the decision making or thinking reserves this is already just right like right on my wall here are the 10 reasons I'm doing this, or here are the things that are really important to me. I don't have to just use any brain power. Yeah, it's already just there. You know, I've written down in so many places throughout my office and that's even in our house on post-its that say, because my stories matter, because I matter. Over and over to remind myself, you know, there were a lot of times in my life where I felt like I didn't matter. And that stems from some of, you know, the familial relationships. What I've come to learn and really understand is that I do matter. You know, I can't, in placing an expectation on how others would love me or receive me or show up for me, or if it's in a, now years later, right? Or if it's, we're talking about scrapbooking, if it's interact with me. That just sets you up for disappointment. At least I believe that. I'm doing this because I value my story, because I value my life, because I want to remember the good and the bad. That's just so powerful. And I think that it's also just smart. Sometimes I'm just a realist. Not only is it powerful, not it's just smart and easy. Like, it works. It works. Right, like, if, if this is actually, you know, as somebody who has two overlapping headache disorders and sometimes it's like no it's really hard to do stuff i'm also somebody who really likes to get stuff done (laughs) so sometimes those things really oil and water and so i've had to find like just ways to make things work yeah and ways to make it work for you it can't be about how other people are gonna perceive you it can't be about well this is how I'm supposed to show up or what things are supposed to look like or right. No, this is, if I want to, if my stories are so important, which they are in order to get them done, this is, this is what needs to happen. They need to be a priority. And if you want to change your mind, I say, go for it. You know, we sometimes can always, either put ourselves in a box or look at others and put them in a box and say, well, they're just a planner. So they, why are they doing this? They can't do this. Or they only do project life. So why are they doing something else? Or they only use mixed media. Like now they're doing this or not, you know, they do traditional, traditional scrapbooking, but now they're doing this. Or I think that's amazing. If, you want to change your mind if you want to experiment with something different if you know to follow your interests or whatever is fueling you creatively and just igniting you 
to go with that. I mean, for me, I personally, I guess I just don't, I've gotten to a point where I just don't give a damn as far as if I'm into painting today and then tomorrow I put it all away and I don't touch it for six months. So be it. If I am into taking videos, which that's a whole nother conversation about those, but Mm -hmm. like doing that today or, and then I stop tomorrow, like that's, again, that's something to be celebrated for whatever your interests are or wherever you go. And the same thing can be said for the other people as far as celebrating them and not trying to put them in a box, especially when it's, you know, they change their mind or they experiment with something and they're showing up creatively. I think you can really lose out on the makers, you know, all the talented people lose out from learning from them but also from following their story or being connected with them. Trying things out and then choosing to go back to them later on. When you are that type of person who loves to try out new things and go back to them at some other time, those things inform all the other things that you're doing. Like if you pull out paints one day and you're like, cool, paints are awesome. I'll get back to paints like in January. Then playing with the paints one day that informs like the colors that you're going to pull for your project life cards next week or right. the, you know, or the, the way that you take your video the following week. Yep. As we are moving further and further away from whatever the year 2020 and 2021 were. Oh God. A shit show. Whatever the before times, as we move further and further from the before times, more people are learning okay, well, stuff didn't have to be like it was before 2020. Yeah, I agree. If you're figuring out a whole new way to live your life, you can figure out a whole new way to scrapbook those stories too. Right. You can do wherever you want to go. I remember I had a meeting years and years ago and the person said to me, you know, I was explaining something I wanted to do or what I was interested in, but I felt like I was boxed in because of this for somewhat of my career. And she said, you're not a tree. You can pick up and move anytime you want. And that's something I, that has stayed with me, not the rest of the conversation. I mean, snippets, but just that alone, because if I want to change my mind, if I want to explore something if I want to take out a new hobby what the only thing that's stopping me is myself and maybe it could be financial reasons or things of that nature sure but it's really myself that could be holding me back right you like there you could you might have to make other levers change and decisions to make the thing happen but you have to make those decisions. Right. And until you're w- willing to look at the big picture and see what you're willing to change, none of that will pop- even be possible. Correct. You know, I think about that, like, here's an example. My husband, I kept insisting, like, I need a new camera. My camera, like, the light meter failed on it. And that was in tw- end of 2019 or 2020. He kept saying, okay, you want a new one. This is a really huge investment for the new camera, the new glass make sure he's like, I want a hundred percent, make sure that you know how to shoot in manual mode before we'll even do this. And you need to cut back expenses in certain areas to be able to do this. 
And so I did, like, I made sure I, you know, and even though like, I'd have to take one shot for 10 because my light meter would completely botch it, but I figured out how to do that. And then same thing, I cut back on expenses to be able to, like, this is important to me. This is what yes. I want. So I'm going to cut back here. Um, you know, and so if it's someone that, you know, well, I feel like I need all the supplies. Truth be told, at the end of the day, all you need is a piece of pen and paper. Yes. Everything else is just icing on the cake, right? And if you have a phone in your pocket, that's amazing. And right. I will say, I feel like sometimes it gets to be more about the supplies, as you were saying earlier, more mm -hmm. about the product, less value on the stories. This year is probably, I've really, really cut back on my supplies because I have way too much as it is. And I have about six boxes that are like ready to donate or something. I keep wanting less. And so I think about that. If it's purchasing something, am I really going to use this? Is this going to add value? Do I even need this? Or do I have other things in my stash that can produce the same results? Yes, yes, yes. And I think that there's so many good questions that you can be asking yourself just like that when you go to purchase supplies. Like, is this filling an emotional hole in my heart? Right. Am, am I stress shopping or oh, yeah. is this, is this something that I will be using? Do I have a specific project in mind for this? Is this something that needs a home right away? Is this something that I have a plan for right away? Is this a, a supply that I use a lot of and will start using immediately? Like for me, I use my stamp sets. So I, buying a new stamp set for me is almost never a bad investment. <laughs> and like for me, stamp sets, I, I love stamp sets because they're not one and done. Whereas on I, the think that's, I think that's awesome, you know, that you're using the supplies or you know that about yourself that you absolutely love them and they won't go to waste. Yes. We should have a conversation later or I'll have to show you. I have, I think, two boxes of stamps that never used that I've put for that. So I'm happy. If you don't have them, I'm happy to send them your way. <laughs> Get we, them we, out of my house. We might take a look at those. There, but there are other things that I just would sit in piles for me. Three dimensional embellishments. I'm. I don't use those either. No. no. Nope. I'd rather make my own dimension with it or an embellishment than. Yeah. And other things that like. I think I probably did a really big purge um, a couple of years ago. And I was like, okay, I can see, again, I can see the themes and patterns here of the things that I don't use. And wound up cutting, cutting way back. Asking yourself these questions and knowing what you use and knowing what really does help you tell the story. Yeah. Because the supplies don't tell the story. You tell the story. Right. The supplies can be a jump start or could can do that spark for you that there's a sentiment or there's a quote or it's a pattern that can really fuel you for me i will say a lot of times if something is more a story is say product driven first like it could be i'm trying to look around or something but like from chipboard right so if there's something um i just put away some march stuff and i remember there was one piece on there that said enough from a March chipper anyway, but it made me think, okay, what is enough? Am I enough? Like that just there, so many different stories you could be inspired by your product. But if it doesn't 
trigger something for you or that story, I mean, it's time to let it go. Or to your point where you said that that product though, isn't telling my story. I have to actually write it. Yeah. You have to be the one, like you can't just, you know, put a sticker on a page and then be like story done. Unless, unless it's your jam, unless that's how you do memory keeping and you're staring at me with well, like, like you're well, in the headlights. You like, I, I, so with my daily pages and my small notebooks, sometimes, right. It can be just like sticker is on the page and like, I have a really cute one. I, I even stamped the title. I have a really cute one where it was just rain boot stickers and little holographic rain stickers and the little boots went on the bottom and the rain went all throughout the page. And then the, the stamping title was rain, rain, go away. And that was in April and like totally product driven page. Yep. And that works really well on like the tiny little pages and it, like doing my daily pages like that really helps me keep my hands telling stories, keeps my head telling stories, but they're not these bigger stories that right. I'm telling. Like, I, in fact, I almost never wind up putting pictures in my daily pages because my pictures have too much story for me to put into a tiny notebook. In, in, especially in a one-page spread. So, like with Week in the Life this year, that's why I opted for the 10 by 8 album. Because I'm so used to doing things small, I was like, ooh. Let's go big. Right, let's let's spread out. Are you doing a 10 by 8 album this year? I'm doing a 10 by 8 as well. I love the big photos. and I was planning to do a 6 by 8 I think I shared this maybe on the Instagram live, or it was in my YouTube video, how um, I went back through the past two years, it's my third year, and then I went through my December daily and I kept struggling. Do I want to go big? And it was my husband, Ben, who said, like, I like I personally loved the big photos in your December daily. He said, but you also love them too, didn't you? Like, so why not do that? And that's really what pushed me over the edge to change my mind. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm excited. Have you taken some good big photos this week? Yes, I've taken a combination of photos from my big camera and my phone, photos on my phone, both of them. Part of how some of them are like super up close and the details, and then also taking photos where I have negative space or I want to call it white space, but room for the journaling, you know, just there are a lot of fun moments or even the quiet moments where I think like, Ooh, that'll look great blown up. Oh, that's really exciting. So I didn't do a December day. I didn't do a 10 by 8 December daily this year. Okay. What were some of your favorite things that you did in your 10 by 8 December daily that you're excited to pull for your 10 by 8 week in the life? That's that's an interesting question. I think first and foremost, using the big photos. Because, you know, it's almost like, you know, a full sheet, an eight and a half by 11. If you do just a one side or, you know, you do double page and I do outside the page protector for them. So that's, you know, what, 22 by eight and a quarter. I will add the caveat that you, it can be a lot harder to format the photos for that size if it's a double page, because you might lose quite a bit of information off the top or the bottom. So Mm -hmm. I did in my December daily, I did quite a bit of hybrid or I found myself 
it was maybe about like after, I don't know, maybe day 10, something like that. I just decided to go more hybrid and minimal embellishment. So it was a little bit cleaner. I personally really like doing that this year because it allowed me to stay current with my project. I was, I finished it and it's the first year I've actually finished it on, on time, right? There's no on time, but for me, I finished it in January and that just, it'll, it made it so much smoother and so much faster. That's some of what I'm also excited about with this. Yeah, I can see that a lot. I can see definitely how that would be, especially towards the second half of the project, make things a lot just easier. Easier. Yep. Yeah. And especially with December Daily, which is completely the opposite of right now, one of the things that really trips me up is it's dark out at four o'clock, 430. Yeah. And I'm still at my desk working and it's like, but it's night. What happened? There's nothing like I'm done working and now it's night and now it's like dinner and time to go to sleep. Yeah. But there is no story. I just, I just worked all day. <laughs> and, and so but that's like, still a story. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. So week in the life with this year, I was like, I will be the first to say all the time, your life is not boring. There are so many stories that happened in your life all the yeah. time, no matter what, your life is not boring and is worth documenting. I was going to say, you could eat the same thing every day, take your coffee the same, use the same mug, you wear the same shoes outside, and you stayed in the same yoga pants for five days. I mean, all of those are stories. All of those are right. stories. Right. Whatever the sameness or the difference is, yep. those are all stories. I like um, that, the sameness or difference. One of the things that I was thinking about this year was like, when I just said, I spend 10 hours in front of my computer every day, was, well, what does that look like? Look like. Because I am not somebody who can deal with doing the exact same thing for 10 hours a day, five days. Like, that's, that's, that is not who I am. Even though, right. like, that would be fine and that would be a story, like, this is my day. I am, you know... Ford factory worker in 1919 <laughs> making the Model T like that if I can't deal with that type of rigidity but even if I could that would be a great story too yep but like what do those 10 hours look like but Jeff has been really great Jeff has been like it's week in the life let's get you out of the house so we can take more pictures so we've been doing all sorts of fun things but I really 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 one of the things I really want to do this year and I keep saying it so that I will be held accountable so if it's not in my album somebody will yell at me I really I want to do a timeline of one of my days with little circles like start in the morning and go all mm -hmm. the way through and then have like little poking out lines with all the different things and the time of day yeah, yeah. I like that I, I I haven't decided which day it's going to be yet because all of my days have been pretty interesting. Uh, my Thursday has been surprisingly interesting. I think you said before, like your Thursdays were always really boring and you're so, hitting a rut. Yeah, my Thursdays are usually like I do nothing. Like Thursdays are usually the day that either I'm in front of the computer working or I'm just like dead on the couch. And I, I've done, I've already done too much and I can't do anything. Yeah, but this Thursday, like we went to the CSA to pick up our vegetables. We picked up lunch. We went to the park because lunch wasn't ready on time. I had two meetings. I went out and did the garden. We're going to do more gardening. At like, 
busy day. It, I, it, it's going to be great on the timeline. Yeah, it would be. So it yeah, will that, be. Yeah, that'll be like, yeah, great timeline. That's a fun idea. Hopefully it will come out great. I have it. I have I see it in my head. So hopefully I can convert that into actual pages. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it'll be we have the great idea. And when we go to make it work, it doesn't always translate. But in your sake, I hope it works. I'm really hoping it works. Okay, so you have a class coming up uh, at Big Picture Classes. I would love to know all about it. I am so excited. And I feel just, again, honored and lucky to have been asked to do a class. It, the name of the class is called Photo Driven Storytelling, where the focus is looking and analyzing photos. And we cover four different subjects of photography, but seeing how you can look to your photos to pull out your stories or to direct your stories. So looking at the obvious, what is truly represented from that and going even diving deeper to do the non-obvious stories or like a use a photo for a completely opposite direction of what that photo might visually represent. So I'm super excited about that. It was a lot of fun to put that together. Oh, this sounds amazing. And like exactly on point with everything we've been talking about today. Yeah. I'm, you know, and it was been putting this together, but it's probably last year I really realized when it was going back and looking through my albums and, you know, my story albums, just different. A lot. I still, I will still do story first. I will do that. Or then I will try to find maybe a photo that helps push it forward. But off, more often than not, it's photo first, or that photo is what is inspiring me to then write the story. Whether it's a moment, you know, between my niece and nephew, it's the dog playing. Um, so, that I think even realizing that about myself is helping me further with my memory keeping or getting those stories told. Yeah, I love that. There's so many different ways for you to start a page. You can start with the photo. You can start with you have a spark for an idea that maybe you've written something down. You can mm -hmm. start with, you know, oh, you got a new supply in the mail and now it has sparked you. You know, maybe some people are stronger at you know, one of the three, maybe you're stronger starting with your photo, maybe you're stronger starting with supplies or with the writing. And I think having a class like this, it doesn't matter which one your strength lies in because it's always great to strengthen all of those muscles. And so having a class in telling the stories through the photos, having the photos, pulling the stories out from the photos. Right. The, um, you know, that's part of it and where I talk about too is whether you are a story first or you're a photo first, the like, same logic could be approached for your memory keeping regardless. You know, if I were to write a story about I'm feeling great today and the sun's out, don't want to take a selfie or I didn't take a selfie, I can use a blue sky. You know, you can just, yes. there's a lot of ways that you can still then either look to your photos or to take one to help like with your words and does that move that story forward you know part of it where i go in the class i share i uh, use one photo uh, three times to tell three different stories so you see it used in three different manners and then i do the same thing 
with Project Life, I do two different spreads. So it's using the same type of same number of photos in each spread, but each spread is telling different stories. So seeing how you can use multiple photos to tell multiple stories. It's such a great skill to have. Not not only is it useful, but it's just a really nice skill to be able to add to your personal toolkit. It's going to help you be a better storyteller. And it's also useful for like even old photos. We've all right. got we've all got lots of old photos that we want to go through and it's like, well, I know there's stories in this photo, but uh what are they? Yeah. So looking to them and, you know, again looking for yeah, there's always the obvious, you know, like I think back to where you're talking about old photos. I know I wrote one last year, two years ago. It was using the Rome story kit. It was a photo of my mother and I. We, it was like fall time and we were standing one next to another. I, except I was, should say, I was sitting on the car hood. That story, it really made me think about, or just even that photo going through the old photos. Like, okay, I could talk about how it's fall in the park, right? Or the blue blazer and how it was she bought it brand new and it was a big deal when she bought that but I went further talking about how I always remember going for Sunday drive and like as kids we hated it come on you know it would be she was a dreamer and she loved to go visit like new places or see these houses that might be for sale or dream about building house on this empty lot where like it's just a bunch of sticks you know and I'd be in the back seat with my head buried in a book. Like, so, you know, using that, it's like, okay, it's a car, right? Or it's a fall or I'm young. But to tell, I could have told the literal about it, but I went in a different direction. And yeah. so it was used, but that photo still helped tell about that story. Yeah. Yeah, though, that's fantastic. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. Where can we find out more about this class? Uh, you'll be able to find out more. It, so it, on Big Picture Classes, it'll be announced as coming soon on August 1st, and it'll go live August 8th. That is fantastic. Everyone should go over to Big Picture Classes and find out more about this class. It's going to be awesome. Well, thank you. I value, I appreciate your support. You <laughs> and I hope fully. you find it useful. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I will. I'm so excited. All right, so we finish up our episodes with my currently list. Okay. So I'm going to ask you all Let's do it on my currently list. Okay, so Kasha, what are you currently watching? An older season of Top Chef. Cool. My husband and I love... Do you watch Top Chef? No, not not anymore. Yeah. I can't, I can't we, keep up with all of the reality cooking shows, so I had to just yeah. go cold turkey. We, uh, so we'll watch Top Chef and MasterChef, and those are the only two, and... We went back and binge watched all of MasterChef from like season one. And we've done that with Top Chef. And I think we're on like season 13 now. Um, but it's just something that's like, sure, a little bit educational, but also entertainment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, I used to be, I used to watch Food Network. When I went as a teenager, I could had terrible insomnia. And mm. Food Network was the only thing on past like midnight. So that's how I learned how to cook as a as a teen was watching Food Network until 2 a.m. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, not the insomnia part, but learning how to cook. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best thing ever. Uh, what are you currently reading? Nothing. I, nothing. I, since we've gotten Henry, my reading has just plummeted. And I think I keep buying books. Yeah. Uh, so... 
I have about, I think, like six books that are on my nightstand just waiting to be read. Uh, I know it's, I know it's a phase. I know I'll get back to it. So I'm not yes. worried, but yeah, I'm not feel reading you. anything at the moment. Mm-mm. Totally. What it. are you currently reading? I am I am currently reading the first four pages of Where Did You Go, Bernadette? Because book club meets on Saturday and I'm I'm not going to finish it. You need the cliff notes or just to watch the movie. Uh, yeah, I needed it to not be on hold at the library for 12 weeks. <gasps> it's still on hold? It was and it came out of hold like two days ago. Oh my gosh. My library's... People like books in my library is the problem. Is that the East Lansing Library? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have, well, I was going to say, unless you had a family member for MSU, but be able to rent, you know, books from them, from the MSU library. Oh, I wonder if they, that's actually a, that's an interesting idea. But I don't know if they'll allow that for the public, but if you have a family member or a friend who's like this student or something with their card, they might. Yeah, sorry, are. MSU, we hear you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Michigan State. We're, we're trying to game your system. What are you currently listening to? Right now, it's like a pop music playlist. You know, I need some like summer vibes. I was going to say summer dance. beats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But I will say that I feel like I'm super old because some of the music. I'm like, no, skip, 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 skip. I understand that. I feel that. Uh, what are you currently making? Um, right now it's my project life pages. Love I it. got all of March. I got all of March done yesterday, so I feel like victory. I'm catching yes. up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what, are, are. what are you currently making? Oh, I made strawberry sorbet. Ooh, that's good. It was amazing. Well, okay. If we're, if we're doing making, I'll just have my answer be for like crafting. Um, currently making all the salads. I changed my answer. There you go. Nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We got three quarts of Michigan strawberries and. Oh, so good. It was. It's really good. Um, what are you currently feeling? Good. Feeling good. Happy. Life is good today. Oh, that's awesome. I am also feeling good. I'm glad that it is not 90 degrees out anymore. <laughs> you look like you're feeling good. It's it's fantastic. It's the fact that it is not 90 degrees out is a huge, huge mood booster. That's, I bet it is. You know, it, then you don't have all that heat and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. What are you currently planning? Right now, we are planning our trip back to France in September just trying to make like additional decisions or logistics of it. It'll be a busy couple weeks. And then also planning when we're going to go back to Michigan. Nice. 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 Travel is happening. Travel's happening. Are you going anywhere? Not. Not. I'm, I'm not planning on going anywhere there's hesitation i mean you go to the grocery store then you went somewhere well right and like the thing is is that gas prices are so high i I, I don't want to fly because flying is like really shitty for my headaches and i'm so sorry 
Yeah, and it. I just need like a day and a half on like both ends of flights to even get back to normal. And oh wow, it's just so to go anywhere for any amount of time. I just don't. I, I just like don't. Feel, I don't like literally don't feel like going anywhere. Um, I don't feel like like I just love my house. I I love East Lansing in the summer. It's so nice without the kids there. It's so fantastic without the kids here. Oh my god. <laughs> I loved it when it was summer. Yes, the kids are gone. And then come August, I hate my life. Well, like, right, that's the thing is that, like, I, no one understands. Like, why don't you want to leave for the summer? I'm like, because nobody's here and they give wonderful, wonderful things for all the people who stay in town because we pay the taxes. Yes. Um, yes. Right, so I don't. I'm, you can go out to the restaurants without, like, all of the, you know, the college kids. Or if you went out for a drink at night, you don't have all of them buzzing around. And they they totally shut down Albert Street now, and it's 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 there's no driving on it, and there's there's uh, seating in the middle of the road, so mm -hmm. you can just dine al fresco anywhere, and all the places do takeout, so you just get takeout, and you just sit in the middle of the street on the picnic tables, and it's just a delightful. It's it's so delightful to be here. So oh, I bet yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere during the summer. No, it was um, living in East Lansing. One of the things I always loved was, you know, out on time out on the patio for the summer afternoons, you know, Sunday fun day. Like that was just, there's nothing quite like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens in the fall. Um, like come winter, it might just be time to like, you know, leave somewhere, go somewhere, go somewhere warm. <laughs> We'll see. You're always welcome here. We have the room, so you're welcome anytime. I honestly, I, there's everyone has been and doing if you great want, live if music you need to too. spend a day and a half like in bed after you arrive, no judgment, no problem. Oh, uh, yeah, mm, California <laughs> does sound delightful. Finally, what are you loving? I am loving, let's see. That's a good one. I have to think about that for a second. I'm loving that um, my husband is still working from home. And I know that probably sounds crazy to a lot of people. Like they just want to kick their spouse out. Um, but there's something so comforting just with him being here. I might overhear him. Um, yeah, it's just, it makes me smile to see him throughout the day. And that just brings me joy. I love Also that. my puppy, but you know, it is, it is good to have him here. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, this has been such a fantastic conversation. You are amazing. Oh, thank you. I have enjoyed this. It was so fun getting to talk to you, and thank you for having me. Oh, you are welcome one million. Can you remind everybody one more time where they can find you? Yes. So on Instagram, you can find me at Kasha K. Gage. And on YouTube, you can find me at Kasha Gage. I love it. Fantastic. We'll have all those links in our show notes and everybody else thank you so much for listening and we will be back again next week with another fantastic episode thank you again for being here and lots and lots of love and we'll catch you next week guys bye everybody <laughs>